Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's Christmas! Time for some mistletoe and wine, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2018's 12 Rambles of Christmas in association with Bet365. This is number four in the 12 Rambles of Christmas. We're getting through them, guys. Yeah, we're third mm. through after this one. Mm. Noel Quatra. Uh-huh. We're not quite at that point yet where we're wondering why we ever bothered. <laughs> but, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. Get there. That's yeah. what Christmas is all about. <laughs> I think the listeners might be, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're definitely, yeah. If they're, they're still like, sticking around. They're yeah. like sat, their stomach full of ramble, and they're going to doze <laughs> off in front of a James yeah. Bond. Yeah, they're thinking, <laughs> thinking about... Death January. In front of a James Bond. Yeah. Or any bloke called James Bond. Just stands in front of them. Yeah. Puts them asleep. Kevin <laughs> Bond. Are you James Bond? Well, they call me Jimmy. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we all love watching the big games in football when it provides us with a huge sense of occasion. And one of the things we really love when such an occasion comes along and it involves two teams who hate each other. Mm. <laughs> um, today, we're looking at the Derby. Yes, and let's not be mature about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a Derby is 
you know, usually between two local teams, but can also involve two teams with a heightened sense of rivalry, which we see uh, a fair few times in the uh, in the calendar. Uh, these games provide supporters with a little thing called bragging rights. And derbies have always been and always will be a very important part of the beautiful game. Mm. I think I think it's gives it an extra sp- bit of spice. If you, if you from from the point of view from one end of the scale where you're thinking you're a season ticket holder at a club that you support and you are marking it on your calendar when the local derby is um, to the other end of the scale where you're not involved in that local affair but you mm-hmm. think oh, I'm going to watch a bit of football this weekend or oh, Sunday it's Arsenal Spurs like, oh brilliant yeah. because you know it's going to be I mean particularly that example it's going to be mm. it's going to be a, 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 there's always going to be something to talk about even if it's a nil-nil you still can find things mm. to enjoy about it and generally speaking it's a heightened sense. It can affect everything. The players, the managers, yep. the, the officials, everything can be affected by it. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be local as well. I mean, no. with, with the likes of obvious examples, Manchester United and Liverpool. I mean, you talk about the fixture list. Ferguson used to say that that was the first game he would look for mm. when, the, when the fixtures Arsenal were released. Spurs. Was Arsenal Spurs. <laughs> and is it on Super Sunday? He, he did say that about uh, Liverpool, but I, I always read that as a dig against Man City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. That's yeah, probably what it was designed was to be. was a dig somehow, wasn't yeah, it? The thing, is, someone, yeah. the thing is with Ferguson, he, and Manchester United, he created that side to be hated so much. Every other weekend at times was a derby, whether it be Leeds yeah, United, yeah. Liverpool, we found that Manchester on episode City, two, Arsenal. Episode two of Bus Stops, where I found an article online where he had... A, a top 10 bust ups just with him <laughs> so obviously obviously he, sure. he knew his way around it but another one which isn't a local derby is of course the Classico in, in Spain yeah. you know mm-hmm. that's and uh, history comes into it and all sorts of it. and a derby like that can dominate uh, a, a country's footballing landscape oh, yeah. you know if you go to Spain when the, when the Classico's on somebody even if it's just a tiny little preference, we'll prefer one side to win yeah. to the other, usually in, in Spain. There's, because there's always the a goodie and a baddie, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I think and Real Madrid are invariably the baddies. Yeah, absolutely. And in <laughs> Spain as well, with the, you know, the, the Catalan sort of um, mm. issue, um, yeah. that, that it's, it's even more heightened, isn't it, as well? And like, yeah. you know, the, the Real Madrid being seen as the establishment team and Barcelona seeing themselves as these sort of like, you know, I suppose like bastions of. Of, of, of morality and truth it's like it's an ideological battle and that's yeah. quite often the case uh-huh. and, and throughout the world you often see it sort of blue collar and white collar as well there are these cultural and social divisions Definitely. throughout it especially mm. in the really big ones mm. there's a lot of things that make a derby good and, mm. and those are often ingredients yeah indeed yeah I mean it, it, the country that I grew up in Scotland's obviously got a big one with Rangers and Celtic and go back to what you said Luke about uh, people will watch a derby, whether they have any interest or not. I mean, there are plenty of people in Scotland who hate both of those clubs equally, yeah. you know, yeah. but they, but they still, still they still watch because there's this sense of the occasion, you know. And of course, in, in uh, my beloved Edinburgh, there's a very good uh, derby as well, which... Uh, which which echoes some of uh, what goes on in well, Glasgow, the, but the, perhaps not as in, intense. The Jambos against anyone else? Well, the Jambos against uh, any other team in Edinburgh. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, do you know it's one of the longest rivalries that one. The first match between the two happened on Christmas Day in 1875. Wow, that amazing. is incredible! Yeah, amazing. <laughs> one nil win for the Gorgie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Still talking about that in the local pubs, aren't they? <laughs> Oh, they've had plenty of wins since then. Yeah. Don't remember that. <laughs> having, a, having a festive Christmas party. To... This reminds me of the uh, <laughs> Christmas Day 1875. <laughs> <laughs> but they're talking of the bragging rights. I can remember at school when, uh, when when the Hearts would sing to the hymns, you know, Magic, you know, and then how many games in a row was, yeah. was a song. I think they got up to 22 games. It's a bit like at the time of recording, um, 
Uh, I don't know. I should, should remember now. Ipswich have never beaten Norwich. Yeah, in, what, it's been a long in, time. In about how many nine years? Or yeah, it's definitely around, around that amount of time. I mean, that yeah. kills you if yeah, you're and, a fan of that. The, and, the you know the unfortunate club in that equation. And one thing, it does kill you. I think that reminds me of, of something I wanted to bring to the table, which is that I felt obviously I support Portsmouth and the big rivalry is Southampton, and I felt that a lot more keenly when I lived in the area. Mm. Um, compared to what I do now, because mm. I think you just feel like you've moved out of your hometown. There's a bigger world out there. And, and you know, it's not like I don't care. And I don't Pompey aren't in the Premier League anymore. Well, they're not. Uh, Portsmouth's record recently against Southampton is good. And, and our, 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 yeah, it stands up. I mean, the last time, I don't think we've beat, we haven't lost them since 2005. Now, it's not the same as the Ipswich Norwich team because we haven't played as often. Sure, that's, but you it's, know. It's decent enough. And, and, and in 2005, it was April, um, we beat Portsmouth beat Southampton 4-1 and I'm not just bringing this up just to just to show off seriously it was it was 4-1 after 25 minutes yeah <laughs> and I've never um, I was at the game and I've never been more convinced how an atmosphere can affect a group of players I mean Southampton's players just look completely shell shocked there's absolutely no reason mm. that they should have been f- I mean, because we went 3-0, then they scored, and then we scored again straight away. So it really 3-0, 4-1, whatever. Yeah, back in your box. Yeah, very early, yeah, very early on. <laughs> there was no real reason for that to be... Because I've been to games between the two teams where it's been... I mean, I remember Portsmouth beating them. I'm obviously not going to remember the Southampton wins, but Portsmouth beat Southampton with the Yukuba goal, and it was a very cagey affair, 1-0, and that was that. There was a 2 all we scored quite late on, and it was quite close. That was just... It affected the players on the other team so badly, you could see it. And, and feeds back into what I was saying earlier. It can affect everything. You find players, managers, referees doing things they wouldn't otherwise do mm. because they buy into the occasion as much as the rest of us. And do you think these days, even though, for example, Pete, you don't live obviously where you're from, mm. do you feel like it's just hyped up by the media machine, or do you think it's something that's just part of us? We love to, we love to just get one over on the local rivals. No, I think that um, I mean we're, we're we're stood in the um, or we're sat in the studio with a picture of Shaw Amiobi. Um, in the corner, Eating his 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 goal record is seventy nine goals in four hundred appearances. For a striker, That's poor. dreadful. It's a poor. It's a dreadful record. How bad is it? But ten? A, <laughs> ten's the worst it can be. How bad is it? Well, was it two, what was that? One in five? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why he's a cult hero because he always scored against Sunderland yeah. every single time. Mm. And like and. Especially like with a city that's only got one one team in it, and, and it is kind of like a lot of I think when it's like Manchester United versus Man City, I, I think there's a little less because they're, they're, it's the same city. You know what Do I mean? Do you think it's that's less? I'm not. Of, I, I think it's I'm not sure like, whether that's less or more. I mean, I know what you're saying. Newcastle and Sunderland are not. I think the same is place. Sp- it's a little bit more spicy. There's a, there's a little bit of a there's a border. You know, but then living next like door to people. Time, but have it, doesn't Newcastle and Sunderland's rivalry go back to like sort of like the. Jacobite yes. revolution. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, you, there is a history of not getting on between the cities mm. that goes way beyond the sport. That's the same with Portsmouth and Southampton as well. Yeah. It's so rival that, cities, like rival that, harbours. You yeah. know, you've got mm. a military port and a commercial port and all the other come along with Why that. do you call them scummers? But I don't know. That's, I think that's a myth. Well, that stuff's a myth. <laughs> no, but you do, you do call them scummers. Yeah. Thing as well. That's a myth as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they, they do call each other that. I know, I know. Yeah, but that's another example of, of yeah. some of the stuff that goes on in derbies. I mean, yeah, I mean, Newcastle Southern is an interesting one because, as you say, two different well, cities, you know. Uh, and that uh, derby, you know, it's a shame it's not kind of happening at the moment obviously in, in league football but well, well that's the thing look at the um, Checker Trade Trophy like yeah. the under 20 is it under 20 or under 23 I always yeah. forget they're definitely a youth side yeah. the, the Newcastle youth side are playing Sunderland's actual side because obviously they're, they're a couple of divisions below yeah. and 
That's going to be like a, that's going to be the highest attended yeah. match yeah. in, in that in round trophy, of the yeah. cup. Clearly, Very it's great. a wonderful it's a well, wonderful situation. And it sort of leads me neatly on to saying <laughs> that derbies can bring out the worst in people, which we saw when horse a, punching when a Newcastle fan <laughs> punched a horse yeah. after a no, northeast derby. He was um, feeling very angry because he'd just had a tooth out. Yes. Yeah. No, no, that's why he had his scarf, scarf on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he was hiding his he's, face. His interview on the news was really something as well. <laughs> well I've, I've got, I've got the quote here, Jim. Go on. I love animals. I've got three dogs, a fish pond out the back, and I feed foxes across the road. <laughs> so it's, How it's, can it's, I hate horses? <laughs> the, is, the, way, the way he says that is that like, so it can't possibly be me, but we already know it was him and he's admitted yeah. it was him. No, it was, got, more, it was more like, I, I'm as surprised as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something overcame me. He got 12 months. Did he yeah. really? Yeah. And there was also Seriously, a I mean, punched a horse. It's a police horse as well. Yeah. Um, what do you? Get it wasn't just a horse walking. <laughs> well, they the protect street. their own, <laughs> don't they? And when they went round to when they when they went round to arrest him, um, endangering a police. He was he was he was um, hovered over his pond trying to punch his foot. <laughs> <laughs> was like, can he get the purchase under the water lake? <laughs> the disgusting of the waters yeah. working against my fists. Yeah. It's like punching fish in a barrel. Eh? Um, <laughs> but Jim, on, on the Arsenal Spurs, and that's a, that's a derby yeah. that appears to always deliver in terms of a spectacle. Yeah. But I've heard um, fans of Spurs say that they actually feel the vitriol more with Chelsea than they do with Arsenal. Um, sort of. I think that's an interesting one, that, because I... There is a grudging respect between Spurs and Arsenal, I think, purely because the games are always so good. Um, and Arsenal and Spurs are closer than they've been in a long time. And actually, I think that's been been fair for, for a while. This, this decade, certainly, it's been... It, 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 the, it used to be the case that, you know, when Arsenal were winning titles, Spurs were finishing 10th. So, obviously, it was still intense, but it, not in quite the same fashion that mm. it is now, where they are sort of vying for similar spots in the league. So, I think the difference is that... Um, I think, because, you know, Chelsea are... Chelsea are new money, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, and it's you know they've got a lot of sort of dodgy history with with, with some of the things that have happened with their fans as we've seen recently again, and uh, obviously that happened at the Emirates as well. But mm. um, the Arsenal and Tottenham haven't ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Just in the interest of balance. Though. Yeah, no, they're fair enough. But, I, point, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's different. It's like. Oh, not you as well. It's like Arsenal Spurs are so busy with each other. We could do without Chelsea. And it's just annoying <laughs> that they come along as well. well Younger brother. Spurs have, got, Spurs have got a few, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal and West Ham as well. Mm. Well, West Ham, are, West Ham are very much the Ringo of London, I would say. Oh, who's the John oh. Lennon? Yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> Who are you having as McCartney then? Who are you having as uh, Spurs because McCartney's a knob. It's got to be Chelsea because they've had a lot, of, had a lot of work done, and they're sort of a bit embarrassing now. Yeah, true. But that makes it's... Chelsea George Harrison. <laughs> is now you Brent... know what George Harrison is? Is, is Fulham? Uh, Chelsea can be Pete Brentford. Worst. Brentford. Chelsea Pete worst. Finally, that <laughs> finally that question could be answered. Indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And now we've done that. We're going to have a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment to talk about more Derby stuff. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 12 Rambles of Christmas. As I said in the first half, Derby's can bring the worst and the best out of people. And, and we, I mean, look, we saw recently in the Copa Libertadores final, wow. Boca versus River. I mean, it's such an intense it might be the rivalry. maddest Derby ever, that. Yeah. I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone can now be in any doubt that that is, for better or worse, the biggest rivalry in yeah. world football. I don't know. Over in Montevideo in Uruguay, they might disagree with you. Hmm. They might, but... I, I, the I, oldest derby outside of the UK. Sure, no, I, but I didn't say oldest. Uh, well, I was just backing myself up there. I know there's, I know a lot's gone on with Nasty and Owen Penarol mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Montevideo, but I just feel that the events we saw... And that's the thing about derby games, isn't it? That they... They uh, they bring out the best, the, the moments that will live long in mm-hmm. the memory, the best in the players, and sometimes you'll see fans, um, for example, Real Madrid fans applauding Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. and but at the same time they bring out the very worst as well, mm-hmm. yeah. horse punching, yeah, all sorts going. Twenty two red cards between Nacional and Penarol once in one game, yeah. one game I mean, in we... nineteen ninety. Eleven Penarol players and nine Nacional outfield players plus a couple of subs. Sent I off. think yeah. I think in that <laughs> game a couple of players ended up with. Prison sentence. That's right. In the aftermath. That's right. As well. yeah. And also, oh, I, no, think, I think that was in the, in 2000 when there was a brawl resulted in nine players spending up yeah. to a month each in prison. I'm fairly certain as <laughs> that well. That is mental. At one point during that fixture, um, there was a fire in a stand. Right. And um, the referee didn't dare stop the game. So the, the fire brigade just came along and well, that, dealt with it while the game was happening. But that's, that's, <laughs> but that's another thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is crazy, isn't it? You remember um, Milan versus Inter in the Champions League quarterfinal? Yeah. Where the game was abandoned. After Is it the famous picture of Rui Costa and Matarazzi? Oh, it's, yeah, it's an amazing it, 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 photo. Dida hit with a flare. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But that photo is one of the best football mm-hmm. uh, f- football photos you'll ever see of, of as I say, Rui Costa and his Milan top of Matarazzi for Inter. And they're both stood side by side. Watching. Watching, no, yeah. watching this kind of Milan war scene. burn. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. mad. It's, it's, it's you know, absolutely incredible. Earlier you mentioned that 22 red cards thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this maybe feeds into the perhaps a slightly odd derbies that we see um, that aren't local. You know, I mean, Brighton and Crystal Palace yeah. isn't yeah. that local, but Leeds Chelsea in the seventies, yeah, um, they still hate each other. Billy Bram- yeah, Billy Bremner's Leeds and all that kind of stuff, and Chelsea were, were known for for, for for a bit of that as well. And there was um, there was a game in the seventies that they I can't remember who it was. Some newspaper mm. asked David Ellery to re-referee it on the TV, <laughs> so they got him to watch the game on TV. 
Did he have to run around as well? <laughs> yeah, I tripled. I tripled. I hope he was in full rescue. Yeah, yeah. the original VAR. And he re-refereed the game. Mm. <clears throat> and he said that, um, for, obviously, from, a, from taking himself out of the situation and letter of the law and all that, he said he would have given 14 red cards. Cool. <laughs> so it happens in England as well. Yeah. It did. Well, it did. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But those, those, those sort of bragging rights. Uh, well, I mean, at one point, uh, the great thing about the uh, newspaper article was... Uh, it was an amazing, um, amazing uh, sentence in the article. It said something like, 14, he still would have given 14 red cards, uh, including Eddie McCready's kung fu kick on Billy Bremner's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, not, that's wow. not a second bookable. That's no. a straight red right there. Imagine, yeah. imagine Mike Dean in the 70s. No. I'd really like to see that. He'd have loved it. I, I, I think yeah. Mike Dean likes to imagine Mike Dean in the 70s. Flares. <laughs> <laughs> Curly perm. Yeah. Oh. In a New York nightclub getting all the girls. Doing yeah. night fever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'd have been a detective in the 70s, wouldn't he? Yeah, maybe, yeah. With oh. a lollipop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one of my favourite uh, Derby stories from, from the annals of time happened in Mexico. And in Mexico, you have the Super Classico between uh, Chivas Guadalajara and Club America from Mexico. And that actually, because Chivas have a similar kind of policy, or certainly did, I'm not sure if they do still, of Athletic Bilbao, where they only recruit oh, really? Mexican I didn't know players that. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So they're seen as the good guys a mm. bit. Whereas um, uh, I think it was Club America was seen as, as, as the richer ones. But also Chivas Guadalajara have a rivalry, a local rivalry with Atlas, who are in Guadalajara as well, seen as the, the, the rich side. And, and, and Boca and Boca try to paint River as the, the rich yeah, guy. Do, yeah. no, but not, no, River go for it though, don't they? Because they call themselves Lost Millionaires. They do in response, but it's not actually that true. Boca yeah. do try and hammer it up a little bit. Um, but anyway, the, the Chivas versus uh, Atlas, a match played in 1955 when, when Chivas were 2-0 up and their goalkeeper, uh, Gomez in goal, took the mick out of the opposition by getting someone from the crowd to throw him a magazine because it was you know it was too easy. So he just stood there reading a magazine, leaning up against the post as his team are winning the derby. Now, Atlas fans obviously weren't best pleased with that mm. and, and people don't forget <laughs> in football, do they? So the next game, Atlas won 3-0 and every Every goal was celebrated and magazines rained down on the <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, that's it. Pettiness is a huge, yeah. huge part yeah. of what makes a good derby. Going back to Peñarol and National, Peñarol um, broke the world record for, uh, for the, a, a flag or the size of a flag at a game. In, was it planted uh, in, by Graham Soonis? Yeah. No, well, even Soonis couldn't have picked that up. Uh, it was in <laughs> 2011. And it was, uh, it was 309 metres long. Cool. Um, yeah, and That's then mad. Two years later in the Libertadores, uh, National... 600 metres. <laughs> Half a kilometre. How do you get that in? But what I love about that derby in Montevideo in Uruguay is it really is petty because they still sing about, I think, one set of supporters, they won 7-3 in 1911. Yeah. They still <laughs> sing about it. Well, there, there was one where, um, there was one where, I forget which way round it was, but um, one, one side were like 3-1 up and the other side had had two men sent off, so they didn't come out for the second half. That's right. Yeah, and it's referred to as, and obviously this is a translation thing, but they call it the game where they ran away. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hey, what are, what are Hartlepool's, uh, who are Hartlepool's big rivals? Uh, Darling. Darling's <clears throat> um, It hasn't been played. It hasn't been played since like 2007 because okay. Darlow dropped out the league and then... Yeah. Hartlepool followed them. Um, and Dar- <laughs> what, Darlo- to keep the derby going? <laughs> keep the derby going yeah. Don't worry, we got your back. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the last one I went to was 2002. I think Effion Williams scored twice in a 4-2. But it's that a difference between like a derby game and a non-derby game. Like I get excited when you go through Chinatown and uh, you know leading up to um, St James's Park. You go through that Pai Fang and then it's just like you know the Chinese Arch because yeah. it's right in the middle of town, right into Chinatown. Yeah, you sort of walk yeah. through it, past the chicken shop, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and you have that palpable. You start your heart starts racing a little yeah. bit. and You get really yeah. excited. But when it's a derby in like in a town 
Uh, it's certainly as big as Hartlepool. Like that starts as soon as you leave the door. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, and it yeah. just it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter as you get closer to the to the um, Victoria it's, Park. It's and, the same in Portsmouth for sure. Oh yeah. man, it's so. It, it used to be. It used to mean an awful lot to me when I was a kid. Mm. Like a massive part of my identity to be to be a Portsmouth fan to go to the games every every time I could and. Mm. And um, when when you realise you're playing against, because Portsmouth haven't really got anyone else that's a derby. I know you guys like like to tease and say, "Oh yeah, Brighton this and Bournemouth." Really, no one They're far away. Aren't yeah, they? if Portsmouth no... play, if Portsmouth play Bournemouth from the cup in the fourth round or whatever. What about Plymouth? Okay. Yeah, the Dockyard Derby. <laughs> I think it's like 270 miles between. Them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it doesn't really register in comparison. For some reason, it's, well, as, as we've discussed, it's just. Southampton was, or nothing, really. But it's often history, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that and that can be seen at international level as well. Yeah, it can. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, Argentina Brazil is one of the great rivalries. Yeah, and one of the the songs that the Argentinian fans kept singing in Brazil 2014 was it was you know, Brazil, can you feel it? Yeah. And you see these videos of them all in a shopping centre in Brazil, it's all singing away and so on. And Brazil, obviously after they were beaten by Germany, when Germany beat them, um, Argentina in the final, mm. the, it, it did provide some kind of relief. Yeah, they yeah. were going, thank goodness. Because had they been thrashed by Germany and Argentina, I, I, honestly... I Argentina think, winning the World Cup in Brazil would have been ridiculous. After they <laughs> beat the side who beat themselves, I, yeah. I hate to think what that would have done to the psyche of the Brazilian <laughs> people. I really, really... Well, do. Germany and Holland's another one as well. It is. Yeah, yeah, I I love again, that I mean, that's, yeah. that's very historical. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I love I love that that's such a fiercely contested. Uh, I remember Rude Van Nistelrooy giving it the big one before. Uh, was it Euro two thousand and four when they played each other? Maybe Euro two thousand. I can't. Uh, no, two thousand and four. I think it was when they played each other, and he actually got the equaliser. It was a lovely goal, and I think he started. Did he mention the Second World War? Or like <laughs> Did he? He might have done. Some, I, I mean, you wouldn't find England fans doing that. No, no you certainly never. wouldn't. No, no, no. But the, but the England players are always pretty good in press conferences before. Games, you know, it was like if England play Argentina, plenty of mentions of, of you know what before the game. Yeah. Whereas I think, I can't remember if it was Van Nistel, I don't want to do him a disservice, but I'm pretty sure one of the Dutch players mentioned it. It was kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? And, and I also feel like um, because the game is so international now, because it's so commercialised and it feels like there's a gap, certainly at the top level, between mm-hmm. the players, the game, and, and the fans, and that's a continuing problem with football in 2018 and beyond. This local stuff, it's almost a bit like it, the fans take, get to take a bit of ownership back mm. and, I agree and they get to be a mm. part of it and mm. they get they actually for once get focused upon by the media and people talk about how important it is and all these cliches about, you know, around the water cooler on Monday or back in the factory or bragging rights in the mm. local pub, all that kind of stuff. For once, they're a focus. Um, but before we wrap up, Marcus, earlier you mentioned the good guys and the bad guys. I think because it's Christmas mm. and um, people, you know, like presents at Christmas, they probably want to know. In Glasgow... <laughs> Who, Here we go. <laughs> who would you say are the good guys? <laughs> I'd say they're both as bad as one another. <laughs> good answer. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Listeners, I tried. I tried to stitch him <laughs> up. to get out. He swerved it. He dodged the bullet again. I'll tell you what, both as bad as Poor one choice another. of words there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening to the fourth episode of our 12 Rambles of Christmas in Association with Bet365. We'll be back tomorrow to spraff away about another trip. Tremendous topic from football. Say goodbye, gentlemen. See you later. (laughs) Cheery bye. Bye. Season's greetings and a happy new year. This was a Radio Staccato production. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.